Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, baddies. We are officially on the season finale of The Soft Life. This is episode 10, and this is the end of season one. I can't believe we've already done nine episodes already. This feels, it's been such a journey for me, um, being a podcast host for the for the very first time. And I just wanna thank you so much for coming back every other week and being tuned in and listening and sharing the podcast. I'm really, really, really proud of the community we've built. Obviously, you know, a lot of you follow Sadie Baddies on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, etc. But we have built our own global community just through the podcast. So I want to celebrate the fact that we have over 5,000 downloads since we've started this podcast in April of this year. We started on the very first week of April, actually April 1st of this year. So it's been a little bit over four months of having this podcast live. And it's such a blessing to know that this podcast resonates with people, not just in the United States, but all over the world. And in fact, I want to give a shout out to all the different countries that the Soft Life podcast has been downloaded in. So, of course, we have the United States where the majority of our listeners are from. However, we have a lot of listeners in South Africa, in Canada, in Kenya, Australia, the UK, Sweden, Singapore, Ireland, India, Brazil, Argentina, Bosnia, and the Netherlands. So welcome from all over the world. I'm so happy to have you be a part of this global community and I'm so grateful to be your podcast host. So I've learned a lot about myself throughout this whole process. Just to give you a little bit of a backstory, when I started this podcast, as I mentioned before in the first episode, I actually held off on starting it for a while. And that was because of imposter syndrome. I felt like I didn't have enough experience as a podcast host. I didn't know enough about podcasting in general. And I just want to say that when you follow the voice in your head that really does want to pursue something and wants to do something because you just are curious about it, that voice will lead you and guide you and I really do feel like if it wasn't for the fact that I finally talked myself out of that imposter syndrome I wouldn't be here with you today so I'm very grateful that I've been able to practice building confidence I think from my very first episode to now there's definitely been a change in my confidence as a speaker as a podcast host and I think that actually being able to listen to my growth is amazing. So thank you again. And today we're going to really, you know, dive into talking and recapping like season one of the podcast, some of the highlights. And then also we have um, made this episode a listener's episode. So we ask questions or actually we've had um, our listeners ask questions for this episode and we're going to be answering them live on today's podcast so my 
my favorite episode, I will say, from season one um, of this podcast was talking about growing up first-generation American, um, which was episode eight. And I loved that episode because it took me a long time to really summarize my thoughts on being first-generation American. Being first-generation American, you really are balancing two different identities or more sometimes. And the fact that I was finally able to piece together elements of my culture, my history, but also talk about the challenges and the beauty of it at the same time, I was really proud of the fact that I was able to finally share that to a larger audience because I've been wanting to talk about that for so long. And obviously dedicating that episode to my parents meant a lot to me and a lot to them as well. So if you haven't checked out that episode, please give it a listen. Um, Fun fact that our most downloaded episode is our very first one, actually, Converting Your Fear into Your Purpose which is all about the origin story of Sadie Baddies, how it came about, you know, talking about my upbringing a bit, but also, you know, starting an online community and how I started Sadie Baddies. So I really, really love the fact that we've been able to have these very intimate conversations in season one. And that was my whole purpose was to design season one as a get to know you. I think that sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I realize I don't really know the host. I don't really know too much about them. I don't know their story. And, you know, I'll figure it out as I continue to listen to the podcast. But one thing I really wanted to cultivate in this podcast was a level of trust and a level of comfort so that you feel comfortable coming back and listening um, every other week and listening to another episode because now you have an understanding of who I am and you can you can really start to put things together in a perspective of, Yes, this is a podcast host, but this is also somebody with a story. This is somebody who's had challenges. And before I bring on guests onto the show, I really wanted to establish that level of comfort um, with you. So I hope that you have felt that coming from me. I really try to be intentional about the topics um, that I chose to share Um the way that I organize these topics is I had everything written out. I already had a list of about nine to 10 topics that I wanted to cover on season one. However, Notion has been a really good help for me. And I organized and wrote out my topics in Notion every week, which really helped me to stay on track. So that's kind of the behind the scenes of you know how I released each episode. So let's dive right into the listeners' questions. So let me grab my tea here real quick. All right, so the first question is from one of our listeners, Shay. Hey, Shay, if you're listening, what's up? So Shay's question is, how do you stay on top of consistently posting? It's great. I need some help, LOL. (laughs) So I created a posting schedule for this podcast that worked in alignment with my life. Instead of having a a podcast schedule like every week or once a month or whatever the cadence was, I decided I needed to have a cadence that was going to fit into my lifestyle. So for me, every other week was something manageable because... Instead of it being every single week, I had time in between 
to plan out the topics. I had plan, I had time to record, and um, it helped me to balance the other responsibilities I have in my life. So I chose a, a, a schedule that really was in alignment with my lifestyle, and I think that's like a really important part of being a creative is making your creativity work for you too because we all have different lifestyles not all of us have the same 24 hours in a day even though yes we all have 24 hours but not all of us have that same measure of 24 hours divvied up for us you know some people have our parents some people work two jobs and you really have to make sure that your creative work is going to fit into your lifestyle. So for me, I knew that doing an episode every other week was going to be manageable and that's something that I could commit to. What I didn't want to happen was to say, new episodes every Monday and then Sunday night rolls around and I'm like, oh damn, I don't have time to record an episode or you know, this is late. So I needed to give myself enough time to plan it out and a way that could still work within my schedule and keep listeners coming in on a biweekly basis. So, And I think also just being consistent, it, part of being consistent is being organized too. Like I mentioned, I used Notion to plan out my episodes and write them out all my episode notes. So having that as a guide really helped me to um, not have as much work to do at the end of the day um, and be able to record on a consistent basis. So the next question is from Brown Girls Heal. What's up? Um, Thank you for this question. Uh, She writes, how does it feel to be walking in the light of the divine? How full is your heart, baby? Thank you so much for this question. It's so sweet and tender. I feel really grateful to be walking in alignment with my purpose and with God's purpose for me. I know that this podcast and me being a content creator and a community builder is my life's purpose. And I feel really grateful to be at this place in my life right now where I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of taking on that mission. I just feel really blessed for the community that that has been built here and I can't have I couldn't have done it alone you know I really do believe in the phrase that it takes a village and it really really does I can't do this alone without people coming back and sharing and supporting the podcast I wouldn't be here so it really is not just an individual accomplishment or an individual mission it is really a collective mission so thank you so much for that question. Um, my heart is very full, very, very full. Um, okay. So, um, next question is from Melissa. Um, Melissa, if you're listening, Hey, um, and thank you for asking this question here. Um, Melissa writes, what was your aha moment with Sadie baddies that made you know that this was for you for real? I love this question. I think it actually took me some time to really fully, fully, fully be rooted in the work that I'm doing now with Sadie Baddies. So I started Sadie Baddies three years ago, which is quite a bit of time and commitment, three and a half years ago, actually. So my aha moment, I would say, was the first time I did a speaking event for um, like a workshop. So 
I've done multiple workshops. I've done a lot of different guest lectures and I've been a guest speaker at, you know, colleges and programs, etc. I think the first time I did a workshop, it really solidified that I was made for this because I just left feeling so full and I really started to feel empowered by sharing and being sharing that vulnerability that comes with being honest. So that was my aha, my first aha moment. And I would say additionally, anytime I would get messages from people saying, um, I'll never forget it. I got this DM one time from one of our community members and she reached out to me and said that she shared my topics on Saudi Baddies, one of my posts or several of my posts with her students that she works with at a juvenile detention center. That really impacted me because it just solidified the mission of Sadi Baddies, which is a virtual sanctuary for black and multiracial people to destigmatize mental health and initiate collective healing. That is our mission statement, that is our thesis, that is our why, and to see that being lived out in a tangible way really was my aha moment, realizing that the work that I do has an impact on other people directly and can help help people really seek out you know, resources and collective healing. That is literally all I want out of Saudi Baddies. And to see that being really flushed out was such an honor. And it still is to this day. It still really humbles me and it makes me grateful that, you know, me just sharing my story and me sharing my experiences with therapy has helped so many people, literally thousands of people. So I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, that those, I have a lot of aha moments. I have aha moments all the time when, you know, I'm in nature, if I'm like meditating or, you know, just being present with myself. But those moments of, you know, people actually responding and, um, being able to talk to a group of people directly really, really impacts um, me and it impacts other people as well. <clears throat> okay, so the next question is from Anjali. So uh, Anjali writes, how did you feel about getting to share your views slash advice by doing the Zoom with Rare Beauty? Um, so we did a... We did a rare chat, which is Rare Beauty's um, monthly um, community engagement event, and um, I was asked to be their guest speaker. And this was for Minority or BIPOC Mental Health Awareness Month, which was July. So this was at the end of the July. So if you're part of that and you're listening to the podcast now, welcome. So happy that you came back. Um, it was such a great event and we had a lot of great questions we had a lot of um, really insightful um, comments and it was just a really organic dialogue about the soft life and what the soft life is so I would say I felt really again I felt I'm grateful I think the first word I would say is that I'm grateful that I was able to share um, my input I'm really grateful that you know people so many people turned out to be a part of this conversation and I really appreciated just the questions that were asked and people asking really, you know, it takes it takes a lot to be able to ask a question just as much as it takes to answer a question publicly in a space like that. So 
I'm extremely grateful for the people who showed up and who asked really great questions. I feel grateful. I'm, I'm very grateful that I was able to be a part of that. And I'm excited to do more um, of those types of collaborations and events. So I really appreciate you if you've if you are listening now because you are from that event or from a different event of Saddy Baddies, welcome. <laughs> um, Val, hey girl, <laughs> Val asks, uh, what's been your favorite part of podcast life so far? And also asks, other than engagement and consistent posting, what is the best way to grow a community? So I'll, ask, I'll answer the first question first. Um, what's been my favorite part of podcast life so far? I think my favorite part has been being organic and being literally myself. Um, it's one thing to write a, an infographic on Instagram, right? Or create a reel or a TikTok and, you know, do these, try these different content platforms or pillars, I guess you should say. Um, and, I think podcasting is just a different type of outlet. It is a form of social media, but it's not in the same framework as another app. You know, um, podcasting is really an art form. I'm learning. There is a certain way that you communicate your thoughts. And I think additionally, podcasting has helped me to be more aware of myself and my energy levels. There have been times where I wanted to record a podcast, but I literally am so tired and so exhausted or just like energetically not present enough to record one. And you can tell, you can tell in my voice when I am excited, you can tell in my voice when I'm present. And I don't think you can really hide that when you're um, on a podcast or you're a podcast host. So I think the fact that I have to be really in a good frame of mind, um, or just a present frame of mind, I would say, is the best thing about podcast life. Because if I were to just, pre- it's very easy to, to hide behind a screen, right? But when you have to be present, it also gives me time to check in with myself. So if I'm not feeling great that day, I get to ask myself, okay, why is it that I'm feeling this way? What can I do about it so that I can get myself to feeling more present? and more in alignment with how I want to feel. Um, Also, of course, just being able to reach so many more people because you can't go on Instagram and drive at the the same time, right? You can't scroll through your phone. I hope not. I hope you're not scrolling through your phone and being on Instagram while you're driving. However, when it comes to podcasting, a lot of podcasting is a lot is part of a lot of people's rituals. So I know for me, I like to listen to a podcast in the morning if I'm um, doing some, like checking my emails or washing the dishes or, you know, making lunch, whatever. It's, it's really just a, it's a time for me to be present, but also have an opportunity to pour back into myself. So I know that for a lot of people listening to a podcast in the background as they clean or cook or take care of their kids. Um, and I've seen, you know, by people reposting on Instagram, screenshots of them listening to the soft life podcast while they're cleaning their home or making tea and it's part of their morning ritual and I think that's so beautiful so I think that part is what I love about you know being a podcast host and having a podcast is it being part of people's day really like truly a part of people's day 
And then the other question was, um, other than engagement and consistent posting, what is the best way to grow a community? So there is not a formula, in my opinion, of growing a community. I don't think that it happens overnight. I think it's a process that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. But I would say being authentic. I know how generic that sounds, but truly being yourself, being authentic, because there's a difference between someone who is an influencer and then someone who is a community builder. And not to knock one or the other, I think both of both titles or both labels have their place. However, when it comes to building a community, you really genuinely have to care about the people that you're speaking to. You really have to understand that these are not just followers, these are not just numbers, these are real people. Um, and I think the fact that I've been able to meet quite a bit of the followers that um, or, you know, community members that we have on Saudi Baddies and I've, you know, had lunch with some of you and I've had coffee and I've met you at events and I've, you know, seen you when I'm out and about in New York. I think that was what makes it real. So that connection, that organic connection, that authenticity and who you are is a really big part of growing a community. And I think that um, as we develop in this digital age that we're in right now, we're going to see more and more people pivot from only influencing to building and starting their own communities. I think we see it right now. Um, I also think that, you know, apps like Geneva um, have really helped people to communicate directly to their followers and um, their community. So I think having that interest, that genuine interest in what the people around you are saying and feeling and doing, that is really a big part of being, um, of growing a community, in my opinion. And I'm still learning. Even though I have been doing this for three years, I think that the more that I am devoted to doing this work, I learn so much. You know, I think for me right now, I'm at a point where my main focus is growing this podcast. Um, whereas, you know, a year or two before it was growing my Instagram following or growing my TikTok following. And all of those things can happen in tandem. But for me, it's really about what is what is most passionate for me right now? What do I feel most fueled by and following that um, accordingly? So that's, that's kind of my two cents about growing an online community. Um, Okay, next question is from Tahira. So these are these last two questions are a little bit more personal, um, which is fine. I mean, this is a soft life, so we're going to be honest and we're going to keep it soft. <laughs> so one question that she writes is how to deal with somebody who gaslights and lies. So I think this question is really important. Um, when it comes to gaslighting and lying, we actually have a topic um, on Saudi Baddies about gaslighting. And I definitely encourage anyone to check that out and read it um, because it really goes more in depth. But dealing with somebody who gaslights and lies to you is, is really hard because at the end of the day, they are not... They are... Gaslighting, as we know, it's not just lying to someone it is making someone believe that their reality is false so gaslighting is when somebody 
deliberately ignores or denies your truth and the reality of the situation. So if someone, you know, say that you're going through something and you confront that person about it or that person has done something to offend you and then that person is like, well, I didn't do that. You're crazy. That's gaslighting, right? And that really comes from a sense of manipulation. Um, So it is a form of lying. It is a form of emotional... Um, a lack of emotional trust and safety. Uh, however, it can happen. And I think that when it comes to somebody who's gaslighting you, you have to take a step back and remember, okay, does this person really see me for whom I am? Does this person respect me? And have they done this before? Is this a pattern that they have? And like really start to observe what what's really happening in the scenario um, because you can't change the way that people act, unfortunately. A lot of times you can't change the way that people, um, how they think, but you can set boundaries, right? You can set boundaries about how someone's treating you. And I think when it comes to somebody gaslighting you, it's important to have the facts and it's important to have you know, documentation of really what's going on. Be like, no, actually this is what happened. This is, I have proof of this, you know? Um, because then it's your truth or the reality of the situation versus what they think it is. And you can't really argue with the truth. You can't argue with facts. Um, so it's hard. It's hard dealing with somebody who gaslights and is not honest with you. However, I think you can create boundaries so that you don't have to interact with that person as much because, again, you may or may not be able to change how they think and how they operate. So it's really up to you to create the emotionally safe environment that you need in order to feel comfortable. So I hope that helps. Um, I feel like when it comes to gaslighting, um, sometimes it does get misconstrued with just lying. Like lying is one thing, but gaslighting is like the manipulation of the situation and making it as if the person that is telling the truth is being dishonest. So that's like the flip of gaslighting, which is what makes it so dangerous and makes it so frustrating. So thank you for that question. And um, I'll definitely link that post of gaslighting in the show notes so you can check it out um and then our last question is from tatiana and she asks how do you get out of the loop of negative self-talk when you're having a bad day wow um this is a great question because this is actually something that i deal with on a regular basis as much as I'm somebody who really does love to, you know, speak positively into my life and um, say affirmations and take care of myself and all the things, there are times where I am my, my own worst enemy. And I've talked about this before, specifically in our last episode about high-functioning anxiety, how a lot of times it's like your mind almost playing tricks on you. For me, when it comes to negative self-talk and getting out of that loop, Sometimes literally what I need to do, and this is just coming from me, in my experience, what I've learned is that I have to get it all out on paper. And I realize that when I write things down, when I literally just thought dump and I put everything on paper or I just get it out, I can see that a lot of it is coming from a place of fear or it's coming from a place of insecurity or... um, a mindset that doesn't serve me. So 
when I really write everything down, I'm able to see, you know, okay, this is this is what I'm feeling, but this is not necessarily what's true. So being able to see that, okay, I'm going through this right now, I'm feeling really bad about myself, but how much of this is actually true, you know? How much of this is maybe the voice in my head since childhood who's that's been, you know, very negative? Is this the voice of somebody in my life who wasn't always kind to me, you know? So learning how to separate those voices and realize that it's not always something that starts with you. Sometimes you're triggered by something and it really starts to affect you mentally and it makes you feel disempowered. So getting it all out. And then secondly, removing yourself from getting out of your head and I think being more present in your body is really helpful to me. So what I've learned is that when I spend too much time in my head, I can really start to get overwhelmed by negative self-talk. And that literally means sometimes going outside for a walk, um, going to take a nice shower, um, working out, doing anything physical that helps me to get out of my head. And then also reminding yourself of who you are. I think... Everybody should take the time every now and then to remember why do you love yourself? What What is it about yourself that you love? It doesn't have to be about your physical attributes at all, but what is it about who you are and your essence that you really, really love? Coming back to that, literally writing that down, making a mood board about it, whatever it is that helps you to visualize and understand that you are worthy of love, you are, you are worthy of treating yourself with kindness. And for me, I've learned to do that even on my worst days because that is the that's the voice in you that that's like your inner child that really does like want you to love yourself. You know, sometimes when I need to shift my mindset and when it comes to negative self-talk and I need to make that shift, I think about four year old me, four year old Priscilla, who was like so bright eyed and just so curious and um, sarcastic and sassy and all the things, all the Sagittarius things. And it helps me to really remember like that part of me is still there. You know, like that four-year-old me is still in me. She's just older now. And remembering that at your core, you deserve kindness. And I think sometimes when we also think about the times in our lives where people weren't kind to us, especially if you came from a traumatic childhood or you had moments in your life that were really painful or hurtful for you, when you start to remember that you don't need to compound that pain, you don't need to compound that hurt and that lack of compassion and kindness towards yourself, when you remember those moments, you can, to me, that is really what helps me to break that negative self-talk. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. I don't need to be any meaner to myself than I have had than I've been in the past, than other people have been towards me, than other situations have made me feel small. Why am I going to introduce that to myself, you know? So that has helped me to shift my focus a a lot, just being compassionate to myself and um, giving myself grace, giving myself kindness, and looking at yourself with kind eyes, I think, is really helpful. So again, to recap, I would say getting out of your head, you know, thought dumping, get, like having an outlet, a creative outlet too can be really helpful. And then um, having 
affirmations and reminding yourself why you love yourself, um, getting out of your, your head and into your body, doing something physical, something that uses your senses. And then um, last but not least, you know, remembering that inner child in you that really deserves that kindness and that love. So I hope that helps. I also have a, a video on this on um, four ways to deal with negative self-talk. So I'll also share that below in the, in the show notes. Um, and yeah, I, I really appreciate these questions. I think that these questions really help to help. They help me in a lot of ways because You know, they're kind of pick out like, what are the things that you are talking about? What are the things that are important to you and things that you're curious about in your healing journey? We're all in a healing journey. It's not linear. It's very much a cyclical process. It goes, you know, it has its peaks and valleys. So I really appreciate everyone who asked a question. Also, I want to also share that for season two, we will be having interviews and we'll be having guests on the podcast so I'm very excited to share that with you um as I said season one was really all solo episodes and I wanted to be able to build a connection with um the listeners so I'm really excited for season two and we're gonna have a lot of amazing guests um very excited to share and have these have this dialogue come to life um my vision for this podcast was always for it to be this you know this digital dialogue that really can be accessible to everyone so you know what are the conversations that i i'd love to have that i can bring um to life and i think it's going to be really really exciting to hear from your favorite creators your favorite entrepreneurs your favorite community builders um and very excited to share that with you so again thank you so 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 much for being a part of the soft life community i literally cannot have done this without you i also want to give a special thanks and shout out to my man aka eddie aka it's voler and um not only is he an artist a musical artist but he is the producer and editor of this podcast and every other week he sits down he takes time out of his day to produce and edit this podcast for us so i want to give him a special thank you and shout out because i couldn't have done this without him as well so thank you so much for being a part of this, being an, an essential part of this. And I cannot wait to see y'all in season two. Um, we are going to have a little bit of a break, but we'll be back in September. So if there's episodes that you love and you really want to come back to, now is your time to go back and listen to them um, as we prepare for season two. And again, please don't forget to rate and review this podcast, especially on Apple and Spotify. It really helps us to be more visible and um, reach more people. We already have a lot of reviews um, on Spotify specifically, but we would love for um, all of you to be able to share a review and a rating on Apple and Spotify specifically or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And if you've already done that, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, be sure to follow us on all of our social channels, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, all of the channels and, um, subscribe to our newsletter, a monthly newsletter through our website, www.sadibaddies.com, where you can stay 
in contact and I love you all so much thank you for being a part of season one I can't believe this is the end of it but I'm excited to come back with season two peace stay, stay soft to stay connected join Sadie baddies on instagram pinterest twitter and more and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop sending you hella love and stay soft baddie Thank you.